Are you a mom launching kids into adulthood? If so, you need to know about my Empty Nest Mom Retreat. It is the gathering for moms who have at least one child over the age of 18 or who have launched them all and have a full empty nest. September 27th through the 29th are the dates, and Cedar Lake Retreat Center in Cedar Lake, Indiana is the place. You can fly into Chicago airports and drive to Cedar Lake in a little over an hour. Come join me. Best Value Registration is available through May 27th, and space is limited to just 100 moms, so don't delay. Check out jillsavage.org slash retreat to register today. It affects our relationship with God. It reflects our relationship with our spouse, with our kids, with our friends. It affects us professionally. I mean, it, it, there's not a single area that if we are feeling a lack of confidence or insecure, that it doesn't bleed over into. You're listening to the No More Perfect Podcast, where we talk about strengthening the relationships that mean the most to you. I'm Jill Savage, and I live in normal Illinois. I'm committed to talking honestly about the messy, less than perfect, but normal stuff of life. I'm so glad you've joined me. Well, hello, friends, and welcome back to the No More Perfect Podcast. So, got a question for you. So do you find yourself ever feeling jealous of other people or feeling like you don't measure up, feeling like everybody else has got it together, but you don't in some area of your life? Well, if you do, then today's conversation is for you. My friend Donna Jones and I were recently talking about the many ways that insecurity shows up in real life. And it was such a good conversation that I said, okay, wait, we got to talk about this on the podcast. So here we are today. I first met Donna when she spoke at Hearts at Home. Then I was the speaker for her church's women's retreat twice, and I loved it. Donna is a pastor's wife. She's the author of three books. And one of those books is a book called Seek. It's for people that want to learn about Jesus and God. And I had the privilege of endorsing that book. Donna hosts the That's Just What I Needed podcast. She's also the mom to three young adult kids. Welcome to the No More Perfect podcast, Donna. Hey, I'm so glad to be with you, Jill. I am. I am beyond thrilled. And I wish that our audience could actually see what you and I see because you and I can see each other. They cannot. (laughs) But you are recording this from your closet. Uh, (laughs) When you actually said welcome to the No More Perfect podcast, (laughs) I actually started laughing because I thought, talk about imperfect (laughs) (laughs) because there's a I see dresser drawers behind your back (laughs) that's right and um and that's because the 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 gardener uh, Donna lives in California where everybody has gardeners and um, those of us in the Midwest don't understand that Donna but I have learned that in in California that's pretty pretty common and they came early so she had to be in the closet (laughs) 
<laughs> to be able oh. to record this. Oh my goodness. And then you and I started and I, I was doing the intro and I snorted when I was in the middle of doing the intro. So yeah, we are really all about the No More Perfect podcast. <laughs> we are all over the No More Perfect. That's right. Oh my goodness. So Donna, you and I uh, started talking about this because you were sharing with me about um, a Bible study that you had created on confidence. And so talk about talk about why you had created that and what are you what do you see in women, particularly um, that they struggle with confidence and they that this insecurity shows up? Yeah, that's, um, well, it was really interesting. I was actually having a conversation with the women's ministry director at my church and we were thinking, okay, what are the issues that women really deal with? And Mm -hmm. we came up really with four key issues that we just kind of circle around and around over. Mm -hmm. And this issue of confidence was one of those four. And what we realized is that it doesn't really matter your age or your stage. You could be you know, a a young adult, a college, a college student, a young mom, you could be an empty nester. I mean, it somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. It really affects all of us and it affects yes. us in different ways. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're not it's not like we're insecure in all areas of our life, but there's always some area of our life where this area of insecurity and lack of confidence just rears its ugly head. And it's just Gosh, it, it, it's so insidious. It makes us feel terrible about ourselves. And then it really bleeds over into how we do relationships. So it's kind of a big deal. Yes, it is. And that's where you and I ended up going yep. in the first conversation we had, because I said, you know, as marriage coaches, this shows up so much. In fact, even the timing of this today is so interesting because we had a couple that we uh, coached last night. And bottom line, it came down to insecurity in particularly for this gal. And honestly, it can be insecurity for the guy and it can be insecurity for the gal. I mean, it works both ways. But honestly, it was just robbing their marriage of Mm -hmm. so much because of her struggles with uh, feeling less than, feeling like she's not enough. And all of that and much of that, like in the case of what we deal with in marriage, much of that, the foundation was laid way before somebody was ever married. Yes, exactly. You're so right because it's a personal issue, but then it ends up becoming a relational issue. Yes. Yes. So it's in it, it affects our relationship with God. It reflects our relationship with our spouse, with our kids, with our friends, it, it affects us professionally. I mean, it, it, there's not a single area that if we are feeling a lack of confidence or insecure, that it doesn't bleed over into. Yes. It's, a, it's yes. huge. First, let's, let's just start by kind of establishing why is confidence important? Yeah. Well, it's so funny for women. Um, <laughs> I like to say that security is oxygen. It's just, Mm. it's one of those core needs that we have that, I mean, if we don't, if we don't feel secure, man, we will do anything. We'll control things. We will manipulate things. I mean, we gotta be, we gotta feel secure. 
to feel mm-hmm. to feel insecure, we just feel completely out of control. So yes. it's just really foundational to us as women. But then um, it, it affects it affects our ability to do life the way God wants us to do life. Mm-hmm. Because if we are not operating in in um, security and confidence, then by default we're operating out of fear. So we're not operating out of faith. We're operating out of fear. And we don't even, we're not even aware that that's what's happening to us. Yes. Because here we are, we're Christian women. We love the Lord. We want to do the right thing. But then in the midst of marriage or parenting or friendships, we end up doing these things that are really more driven by fear rather than faith. And, it, and the root cause is our insecurity and lack of confidence. Yes. Yes. So... It, it was really interesting when I was writing this Bible study, I was sitting at my kitchen island and I was like, okay, you know, God, give me a picture for how insecurity manifests itself in a typical woman's life, like me or you or, you know, anybody who's listening. Yes. And so I started writing and I came up with 40 ways it shows up. Whoa. And I, I, I know. I was like, What? <laughs> And, it, you know, I wrote down things like you, you've already mentioned, like never feels like she's good enough, um, feels less than. But then I wrote things like struggles with jealousy, um, has a hard time mm. making decisions, is a perfectionist, is too lenient as a mom, is too controlling as a mom, um, doesn't feel like she deserves to be treated with respect, stays in toxic relationships, um, is too too concerned about her looks or or is under concerned about her looks i mean like mm-hmm. you know gossips i mean just there's a whole bunch of ways that this shows up that we don't even think like oh i'm doing that behavior right. because i'm insecure or because i'm insecure in that area of my life in that area that's right in that area you're exactly right because maybe we that. wouldn't even recognize that we struggle with insecurity, but when you start labeling it in other areas like that, you go, oh, but in that area of my life, I kind of do. Yeah. Oh, that's so, I love that you just said that because none of us are insecure in all areas, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. there is, there is, but there are something, areas. Where- right. There's something that we feel confident in. Mm-hmm. It may be our job. Mm-hmm. We feel, you know, w- well equipped for that. But then, but there are areas that it's like, I just, I struggle here. And also, I think sometimes in seasons of new, that then our confidence um, is undermined. And, yes. you know, whether you're a new mom, a new empty nester, uh, gosh, going through COVID, like, like that, let's just talk about that right there. Right. That was new. And what happened? All of us operated out of fear and insecurity because the rug was pulled out underneath us. So yes. it, it just, it, 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 this stuff is real. Yeah, it really is. The first thing that we need to recognize is that insecurity happens and we need to recognize the places where it's playing out. And sometimes that's just self-awareness. I mean, we may not you know, just to even hear those things and to go, gosh, I've never thought about jealousy as being an insecurity, Mm -hmm. but it is. I mean, I can remember, I can remember one time when I was taking care of a friend's uh, kids for her to go to lunch with another friend. And 
I found myself being really jealous of the fact that they were going to lunch and I was watching kids. Yes. And, you know, I look back on that now, of course, hindsight is 2020. And um, I didn't have a lot of girlfriends growing up. I lived in a neighborhood full of guys. I didn't even have a lot of girlfriends at school. It was always a place that was just challenging for me. And so here I was an adult bringing that, that feeling of insecurity into my adult relationships. And, um, and then I found myself, you know, jealous of, of them. But when, when I can now look back on that, I can see how that jealousy really was about insecurity. Yeah. And I think I'm so glad you brought that up because I think you're right. Uh, This, this area of, of jealousy, you know, we get in a room full of women and then it's like, oh, you know, she's smarter than me. She's prettier than me. She's godlier than me. She's a better mom than me. You know, all of that yep. starts to, it starts to rattle around in our brain. And then it just takes us down these rat holes. And mm-hmm. what I have found, Jill, is that it ends up making us really ineffective people. And I, I just, I'm just convinced that the enemy, that's his, that's his end goal. He wants to make us ineffective. And so he robs us of our confidence. So we are. And, mm-hmm. um, I- I'll tell you where this, this has impacted me is in decision making. Like okay. I'm a terrible decision maker. <laughs> what are you afraid of? So what are you uh, afraid see? of when you're making decisions? That I'll make the wrong decision. And this is the weirdest thing is because, you know, I grew up in a Christian home. I became a Christian as a child. So I've always wanted to do the right thing. Yes. That's been a value to me. So I'm afraid I'm not going to make the right decision. And the weird thing is, is my daughter just this morning was having to make a really big decision. Uh-huh. And she's been wrestling this for a, about a week, this big decision. And I realized, oh my goodness, my lack of confidence in this area has translated to her. And she has the same issue because <laughs> I never got it together <laughs> in this area. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> I suspect, though, you know, we're not the only ones. I mean, <laughs> I would imagine not. No. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're role models for our kids in the good things and, and the not the so good things. things. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That and but see, I just don't think that we label that insecurity no. or a lack of confidence, but it is. It completely is, and it makes yeah. total sense. Yeah. And see, that's where I think that sometimes we we have these behaviors that we would say like, oh, you know, I I compare myself to other women. We don't think of Mm -hmm. the root cause as insecurity or I have a hard time making decisions. Oh, the root cause is insecurity or I procrastinate. Oh, the root cause is insecurity or I'm super controlling with my kids. Oh, the root cause is insecurity. Like we don't think about that. Right. But it, it, it actually is. And if we can name it, then we can do something about it. Yeah. Okay. And let's define it. What is insecurity? Mm. What does it mean? To be insecure? Mm -hmm. Oh, 
nobody's ever actually asked me that question, but I, <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I'm going to think on my feet here. Um, so insecurity is a place where we operate out of fear. Yes. Okay. Rather than what is true. Yes. And what is right. Yes. Yes. And I might even add fear and lies mm, rather than yes. what is true and what is right. Because yeah. that, I think that's the heart of insecurity or the heart of the fear and the lies is the things that we believe about ourselves. Like my guess is your struggle with making decisions comes down to maybe I don't know if I, I will make a good decision. And maybe you can even go back to a time where you felt like you made the wrong decision. And that has always, then that planted a lie. Like I can't make good decisions. You know, sometimes it plays out that way. Sometimes it doesn't. Right, right, exactly. And you know what I find is that as little girls, you know, really little girls, mm-hmm. we, we, we're pretty confident. I mean, if you think about like a toddler, they run around naked. They don't like, they're just in their body shame. They're just completely, or they color outside the lines. And it's like, they're so good with that. Mm-hmm. It's somewhere along the way yeah. we learn like, oh, you weren't enough or you didn't do that right. Or maybe you won't be good at this. And, you know, for each one of us, it's different. But then, you know, it's so funny when I was writing this Bible study, I actually thought about the first time that... I felt a lack of confidence. I felt insecure. And it was the dumb, it's the dumbest situation. But for me, it was profound. And I was, right. in, the fir- I was in the first grade. Okay. And do you remember those, um, when you, you know, when you're little, you link arms with a friend, like you're back to back and yes. you link arms and then one of you bends over. Yes. And then and pulls. the other one flips over. Yes. And then you do it, you do it in reverse, right? So you flip over each other's backs. Right. Well, I was doing this with a little girl. We were out on the blacktop and uh, I bent over. She flipped over me and everybody, all the girls around were, oh, that's so cool. And then it was my turn and I flipped over and everybody started laughing. And I thought, uh, why are they laughing? And they said, Donna has a hole in her underwear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, I'm the definition of imperfect. And it was like, that's where I was like, oh, that stayed with you. It did. And it was note to self. Don't do that again. Yes. So I think that's what happens is like, you know, our our kid has a meltdown in the grocery store. Note to self, like, don't show people that my kid has a meltdown or, Mm -hmm. you know, it it just it it, we just kind of make these mental notes, like you said, and then we start believing these lies. Yes. Yes. And I think that I mean, it. It's just a part of the broken part of this world Mm -hmm. that we run into these places where we assign a meaning to something or where we believe a lie about something. But I believe that social media has increased it. 100%. Because, you know, used to it was just the in-person interaction we had with people. And now we have these interactions all the time. And so if we aren't confident in, then it really can cause bigger issues for us. And yeah. and we don't even recognize that it almost feeds insecurity at times. Yeah. And you know what I found? And this is why it's, I think it's really a core issue. 
mm-hmm. is because that if we are insecure, then as I said before, it makes us ineffective. Mm-hmm. And then we don't end up saying what we're supposed to say or doing what we're supposed to do. So it, it and, and that could be, um, it, that just can manifest itself in any number of different ways, but mm-hmm. it, ke- it, it, it causes us to hold back in mm-hmm. ways that God wants us to move forward. Mm-hmm. And, and we feel stuck and we go, why do I feel stuck? What is it? What, what, what is this? And we can't p- pinpoint our, right. our stuckness issue. And it really does go back to this. And when I was studying this, I, um, I, two characters in the Bible really just came up to me and they just resonated with me so much. One was Gideon. Okay. Because the, you know, the story of Gideon, you know, he was in a wine press and God comes to him and says, Hey, mighty warrior. And Gideon's, you know, like, that's the last thing that I am. And we see this transformation in Gideon where he goes from, I'm hiding in a wine press to this, to this guy who actually led the Israelites to defeat the army of Midian. And I was like, how do you go from somebody who doesn't feel like they have what it takes to be the leader of an entire army? And the one thing that I thought was really true is that, or not true. One thing I thought that was um, interesting is how God says, Hey, mighty warrior or greetings, mighty warrior. And he calls out who Gideon is. Now, at this point, Gideon doesn't believe it because he starts saying all kinds of reasons why he's not, you know, the mighty warrior. I'm just the lowest member of the clan and all this kind of stuff. But this is what I, the takeaway that I thought is that how often women get compliments or God's truth is spoken over them. Like, you know, we are a child of God or, you know, we're totally forgiven. We're totally accepted. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We're totally forgiven. And we go, oh, no, 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 no. That's like, that's not me. Or other women go, you're so good at such and such. And then we reject it or we deflect it, but we don't Mm -hmm. accept it. Yes. And so it's somebody speaking truth over us to dispel those lies. And we don't let ourselves, we don't let ourselves accept it. And so in doing so, we prevent ourselves from growing out of those places where there's a lack of confidence to be confident. Yes. And we, we miss that there was a growth opportunity there. Yes. And we miss that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So... We all struggle with it. So let's turn the corner. What do we do about it? Yes. <laughs> what do we do about it? How do we move from insecurity to security? How do we move from insecurity to confidence? How do we grow confidence? And I love this question because there really is a game plan. And just studying Gideon helped me see part of the game plan because interestingly, you know, when Gideon kind of gave all the excuses, you know, the Lord says, I'm with you and you are Mm going to do this. Mm -hmm. So I think the first thing is just to realize that God, the role that God plays in helping us overcome our insecurity and our confidence. So wherever those spaces are that we doubt ourselves or we try to over control. Um, Those are spaces where God is saying, Hey, I want to grow you up and get you unstuck in this area. 
Yes. So number one, there's that. But interestingly, the very first thing that God told Gideon to do was just go remove an altar out of his father's household. Okay. It's a, it was a small thing. So eventually God was going to say, I'm, you're going to deliver the whole nation of Israel. But he didn't start there. He right. was like, he you, just do the, you just do this one thing. And Gideon did it. He did it at night because he was afraid, but he did it. And it was a baby step. And yeah. that's what I realize. Oh my goodness. The process of getting unstuck is we start with a baby step. Yes. And I, I think back to my own life, Jill. And, um, you know, you mentioned I'm a pastor's wife and we planted a church. Uh huh. Now, this is significant because a lot of people, they have a heart to be church planters. I did not. I, I didn't even have a heart to be in ministry. <laughs> I mean, as horrible as that sounds, I, you know, I, some people, that's their life goal. That's their thing. You know, when I was back in college, that was like the last thing on my radar. Um, but then I fell in love with this man who was, you know, in missions and then a pastor. And so one thing led to another. And so I think back on my own life. And when we were at our first church, the Lord laid it on my heart out of the blue to start a mops ministry. Now, this was back in the day when mops was just kind of a new thing. And I remember thinking, I, what? I can't do that. I didn't, I didn't even know anybody who went to a mops back in this day. But I, I remember the Lord and I was really wrestling with God. And it sounds like such a ridiculous thing now, but for me, it was a, it was a, it was a step of faith because I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. And I remember one morning I woke up early and JP was, my husband was still asleep and I'm, laying with my head on the pillow. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Should I do this? Should I not do this? Is this from the Lord? This is so ridiculous. I don't know. And then I had this thought, Donna, if you don't do this, no one will either even know you've even been thinking of doing this. Hmm. You haven't mentioned it to anybody. This is just something you've been thinking in your mind. No one will even know. And my next thought, Jill, was from the Lord. And the Lord said, yes, but I'll know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I knew it was like, okay, okay. I, I don't really know what I'm doing, but all right, I'm going to just try this. Now, fast forward years later, and I look back, and God didn't ask me to start a mops ministry he asked me along with my husband to plant a church. Mm. And I look back and I go, oh, that baby step of obedience. Right. God was preparing me for a bigger step of obedience. And it was like, if I didn't know how to do one, you know, I didn't know how to obey in a yes. small thing. There was just no way I was going to be able to have the confidence to, to follow God in a bigger thing. Yeah. So when we struggle, when we're insecure in something, we need to, A, we've got to uh, talk to God about it and trust yes. that he yes. will lead us. But B, we've got to start taking baby steps out yes. of it. Yes, exactly. Out of that insecure place. And, you know, in a relationship that might be like having a conversation yes. um, that you've been afraid to have. 
That yes. would be a baby step or making your needs known when you have felt like, um, you know, I'm, I guess I'm thinking, you know, even through the the marriage lens um, as a parent, um, it might be because you were talking about we're too lenient or we're too harsh. It might be, you know, that um, you hold your you hold steady on a yes. consequence that you told the kids that they were going to have. And that literally is a baby step in confidence as a parent. Yes. And every single one of those examples that you just gave is the perfect real life example that every single one of us face. This is where it becomes real and daily is, you know, is in those areas. And let me give you another, this, I'll give you a very personal one. I was, um, I was going to a conference and it was a conference for other speakers and writers and I'm driving to the conference and all of a sudden I realize when I enter that room, there's going to be a lot of women doing exactly what I do and there is a potential for me to feel insecure and start comparing myself mm. and so, and that will take me down a negative rat hole. Yeah. And I just thought, Okay, Donna, what are you going to do so that you preempt yep. that insecurity? And what did and, you do? So I, in my mind, I said, okay, I will not be the girl. I actually said this, Jill, as I'm driving. I said, I will not be the girl that compares. I will be the girl that cares. So I, I, in my mind, I was like, I am going to be other centered. I'm going to be the one that encourages. I'm going to be the one that asks about the other person. I am, I'm not going to put the focus on me because I love if it. the focus is on me, then I'm operating out of my insecurity. If my focus is on other people, mm -hmm. then I'm operating out of a genuine confidence that's really founded in my relationship with Christ. Yes. So, it was just helpful for me, though, to actually know, okay, this could be a trigger point for me. Yes. So I do something about it. Yes. And you were proactive in thinking about that ahead of time, because I think what often happens is we slide into those situations, not giving it much thought. Yeah. And then we find ourselves there. We find ourselves feeling less than or not measuring up or all of those places that uh, we tend to compare. Yeah. And I love the fact, going back to the illustrations that you gave just before, like having a hard conversation. Like some of us know we don't like to have hard conversations with our spouse and we, right. we justify it. We go, oh, you know what? I just want to be a peacekeeper. I just, I don't want to bring up issues. And we, we, we spiritualize those things. But what we don't realize is it's like, oh no, we're really avoiding because there's an insecurity issue. Yeah. Well, and another thing I was thinking of is I think another thing that insecurity does is it fuels assuming too. Mm. It fuels assuming. So um, we make assumptions about what other people are thinking of us. Yes. And, and so a lot of times the insecurity will actually fuel a story in our head about like this couple we were just working with, they, I think it was like, well, he, you know, he thinks this about me and he thinks that about me. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we turned and said, well, uh, as it relates to 
her appearance. What do you think about her? And he's like, I think she's beautiful. And, you know, I mean, it was completely opposite. And and he was just astonished that all of that was going on in her head. But I think a lot of times that insecurity fuels those stories. Yes. Right? Yes. That is so true. And then because it fuels those stories, then it fuels our behavior. Because we start making choices based on what we think other people are thinking. And then it starts affecting our relationships. And now you're in no place good. So I do think going back to, um, you know, but what we're talking about, how do you get out of it? Mm-hmm. Um, you, you do take baby steps. And I do think that you start to become aware of the places that it's showing up. Mm-hmm. And then you say, using your illustration about the conversations, okay, I've kind of always avoided those. I realize it's because I'm kind of insecure about how those relation, how that conversation will go. Yep. So I'm going to take a baby step to do such and such. Yeah. And that's how we grow bit by bit to overcome our insecurity. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So let's tie in um, before we wrap this thing up here, but let's tie in that ultimately real confidence comes from knowing and trusting God. And that's where our confidence has to come Mm -hmm. from, right? Um, How we see ourselves what we think about ourselves, how we feel about ourselves, what we believe about ourselves has to be, has to come from God. And so what does that look like, Donna? And then, and how do we learn that? Yeah. Well, there, there's a scripture that says, um, my adequacy comes from Christ. And mm-hmm. sometimes I just say that to myself out loud. Okay, Donna, your adequacy comes from Christ. Mm. And um, it, it's just such a simple reminder, such a short mm-hmm. little reminder of mm-hmm. where my adequacy actually comes from, because I don't have it in myself, Jill, to dredge mm-hmm. up confidence in areas that I don't feel confident. Mm-hmm. And so we have to realize, no, my confidence comes from Christ. Yes. And if we're believers, we have the Holy Spirit residing in us. Um, we've, and, and, and there's this <laughs> powerful scripture where it says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of sa- a sound mind. So yep. this whole idea of fear, that is not from God. And mm-hmm. when I am operating out of my fear because I feel insecurity, I just have to go, that's not from Christ. You know, acknowledging it, I think, is 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 really important. Yeah. You know, I was even thinking of Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. That is a verse that really can empower us for those baby steps. Yes. Too. Okay. Now, l- let me tell you something I learned about that verse, and you are going to dig this. Because okay. when I learned it, Jill, I just thought, okay, honestly, it blew my mind. Um, okay. So that verse, okay, first of all, let me back up. When we are feeling insecure, one of the things that we say is, I can't, right? Yeah. I can't, I just can't handle this child anymore. I can't handle this marriage anymore. I can't do that. I, you know, it's an, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. But Paul says, I can Mm -hmm. through Christ who strengthens me. In fact, he says, I can do all things. Well, that little phrase, I can do all things, it actually means 
one individual thing at a time. Really? Yes. In the Greek. So we tend to think all things and we look at, we look at, oh my goodness, I can't make my marriage work. You know, when we have all of these problems with our marriage or I can't make that decision or I can't get this child to behave or I can't go for that job. You know, and we look at right. them all as, as, as everything all at once. Yes. But Paul's saying, no, I can do each individual thing Christ asked me to do mm. through Christ who strengthens me. So it's just, I can, can I, can I have a, can I have a heartfelt conversation with my husband tonight? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can have a heartfelt conversation with my husband tonight. Can mm-hmm. I hold my boundaries on that child today? Yeah. You know what? I can hold my boundaries on that child today. Can I look at my friend and be other-centered versus self-centered and worrying about comparing with her right now? Yeah. You know what? I can do that right now. Mm-hmm. Can I, you know, and you fill in the blank. So, right. uh, you know, I can do each ind- individual thing Christ asked me to do. Oh, that's, that is a powerful understanding of that verse. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. So, uh, Donna, you've written this uh, book, Seek, and that is an important part of the content of the book is, is really knowing and trusting God. So talk mm-hmm. about that a little bit. And who did you write that for? And who would, who would be a perfect person to read that? Yeah. Yeah. I wrote it for the woman who was, just starting her spiritual journey with Christ because there is a lack of confidence that so many women feel when it comes to um, the Bible or Christianity or having her questions answered. And the funny thing is, is that so many of us have these same questions, mm-hmm. but we don't want to feel stupid. And we don't want to maybe even admit that we have these questions. And what I found, Jill, is a lot of women maybe grew up in church, but they they think they well, still I can't don't ask know that things. now. Yeah, I should sure. know. Sure. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then there are so many of us that didn't grow up in the faith, and now we're trying to get, um, y- you know, we're trying to put it all together. And it's like, well, where do we go that that someone would just make it simple, easy and address the issues that we're asking? And um, so that's that's why I wrote Seek. So it basically is basically, Jill, it's if I could sit down with somebody at Starbucks Mm-hmm. And just field all their questions about God. Who is God the Father? Who's God the Son? Who's the Holy Spirit? Tell me all about that. Is there a right way to pray, a wrong way to pray? I mean, all the stuff. It's what we would say if I had a conversation with them at Starbucks. Oh, I love that. I love that. So it's a great book. We'll make sure that we um, include a link to that in the show notes. Um, Donna, how do people find you? Um, you have some great uh, resources. Uh, you've also got a course, this course on, or this Bible study, I guess it is, on confidence. Uh, where would they best find you? Yeah. So you can find me on my website, DonnaJones.org. And actually, Jill, under DonnaJones.org, there's a little tab that says Bible Studies. Mm-hmm. And you can find this Bible study on uh, on confidence. Under there, there's free teaching videos. It's actually totally free right now. So it. um, it's a five-week Bible study, super simple um, that people can find. And then uh, the, they can follow me on Instagram at Donna A. Jones. 
Okay. Perfect. Perfect. And you can take a study like that on your own. You can do it mm-hmm. completely on your own, or you can do it with a friend or a group of people. So um, there's lots of different ways that you can use pre-done studies like that individually or in a group. Well, Donna, would you be willing to uh, close in prayer and just pray for that woman that is ready to take that baby step. She knows Mm. that God doesn't want her to stay where she is, that he loves her where she is, but he wants her to grow in confidence. And so he wants to help her to move and take that baby step. Will you pray? I will love to pray, Jill. Lord, I thank you for the woman that's listening right now. And she realizes, wow, there's been some areas that I've been operating out of insecurity rather than confidence. Jesus, I pray that you would just whisper to her right now, sweet girl, your adequacy is in Christ. Mm. Lord, I pray that you would fill her with the confidence that comes from being your child. Yep. The confidence that comes from being fully loved and known by you. Mm-hmm. The confidence that comes from serving a God that wants to grow us, that cares for us, that is always moving us forward to be more like Christ. Mm-hmm. Lord, I pray that um, women right now would step out in faith. And even I pray for the woman who's, she just knows God's been tapping her on the shoulder to do mm-hmm. something, to step out in some some way. And she's just been holding back. Because of fear, Lord, I pray that this this conversation would be the impetus for her to step out in faith and live um, in her confidence in Christ. And I pray all these things, Jesus, in your powerful and loving and holy name. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Thanks for joining me today on the No More Perfect Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe and follow so you don't miss any future conversations. You can find the show notes and links to anything we talked about over on jillsavage.org slash podcast. I hang out on Facebook and Instagram and would love to connect with you there. You can find me under the name jillsavage.author. One more thing, we have three free ebooks that we'd love to give you. You can find them at jillsavage.org slash free. See you next week where we'll have another conversation about the real stuff of life and relationships. Oh, 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 oh